Meanwhile, I'm sure there's an announcement coming from the NDP today. I'm not sure what it will be, but you've got three of them so far that have their hat in the ring to take over the leadership of that party. Of course, Rachel Notley has said she's out. She's not running as leader. She's stepping aside as leader, I guess. Um, And if you are following this closely with the three contenders we have so far, which are Kathleen Ganley, Sarah Hoffman, and Rocky Pancholi, you might start to think, boy, there's some divides within that party, especially if you expand it out to NDPs, generally speaking, across Canada. Um, Yeah, you might be right. The Alberta NDP and Saskatchewan NDP came out last week, both of them, denouncing um, NDP MP from Ontario, Charlie Angus's crazy bill that would have called on a ban on advertising of oil and gas. Uh, Sarah Hoffman and Rocky Pancholi both launched their campaigns for the leadership of the Alberta NDP by saying that the carbon tax is dead. Of course, it was the Alberta NDP that first brought in the carbon tax in Alberta back in 2015, so that's a big departure. Uh, Pancholi went a step further last week, adding a little more distance, saying there's no reason that buying a membership in the Alberta NDP should mean you're automatically a member of the federal NDP. She thinks that people should be free to make their own decision without any automatic membership. So what's going on here? What's with this political posturing? What's behind it? We're going to speak now with John Brennan, who is a political analyst and commentator. John, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. It's great to be with you. Okay, so clearly the NDP leadership hopefuls have decided to varying degrees that here in Alberta, they got to do things a little bit differently, specifically from their federal counterparts and some of their traditional positions. Is that your take? We need to differentiate ourselves somehow? Well, at least two of them. You know, as you said, both uh, Racky Pancholi and Kathleen Ganley are putting some distance between themselves and the federal NDP. And as you said in your intro, Shade, the federal NDP does not make it easy to be a new Democrat in Alberta and Saskatchewan. You know, first off, you recall when Rachel Notley was the premier, Jagmeet Singh and the federal NDP were opposed to the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion project. And that created a big rift between Premier Notley and Jagmeet Singh. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we had Charlie Angus with his crazy bill, his private member's bill, outline the ability to advertise or promote the oil and gas industry, you know, it makes it very difficult for the two prairie provinces that depend on the oil and gas industry um, to be loyal federal New Democrats. No, I think you're right. It, it, It causes them all kinds of issues. So let's go through. When we talk about the carbon tax, we know it's wild unpopular in Alberta, right across the country. We, we, we know yeah. that people are upset. Any tax, nobody likes a tax. Um, but they've decided there's no upside in continuing to champion that cause anymore. Is it really that simple? It's just politically speaking, take look at the lay of the land. It's not a winner. There's no reason. So we're going to abandon that? Yeah, well, I think it's a really straightforward, Shay. You know, it's smart politics on their part. You know, they can read the polls and they can see the results from their election in 2019 and not been able to win in 2023. You know, the consumer carbon tax on households and businesses was wildly unpopular. And as you'll recall, you know, Jason Kenney used that yep. as the cudgel to beat up on the Albert NDP leading up to him winning the election in 2019. So they can see that the policy that they brought in in 2016 under the climate leadership plan, bringing in, you know, a carbon tax on households and businesses was unpopular. They've learned that lesson, you know, and we should appreciate the fact that politicians learn from their mistakes (laughs) from time to time. They learned that lesson and they've all committed that if elected, there's no way that they would bring in another consumer carbon tax. I wonder if you see a difference. There might be, I think, when you talk about Pancholi, she's only been in 
office since 2019. She came in after the NDP were swept out of office. Hoffman was there in 2015. She was deputy premier when the carbon tax was first brought in. Can she walk away? It's pretty easy for Pancholi to say, hey, I wasn't part of that in 2015. Don't hang that on me. Can Hoffman do the same or is it harder for her? Well, and Ganley was there as well. She was That's also right. elected in 2015, yeah. and she was the Minister of Justice at the time. It's it's harder for them because they were a part yeah. of the Notley government. And that's why it's easier for Rocky Pancholi to say, this was a bad move, we made a mistake, and we're not going to do it again. But, you know, as I said in, in my previous answer, the fact that the other two have come out in opposition to yeah. it, you know, I give them credit for that because it's not often, Shay, politicians will admit to have been wrong in the past, I've learned from my mistake, and we're not going to make the same mistake going forward. Um, some of the other ones, and, uh, you know, they're all kind of similar. It's basically trying to put some distance in between. The question I have, though, John, is are they looking ahead? Uh, you're right. It's smart politics if you are the leader of the NDP, because you're starting to strip away the planks that the UCP used to beat you over the head in the last campaign. You're getting rid of the carbon tax. You're getting rid of the automatic membership with the NDP, and therefore that, you know, not leasing true alliance that they use so effectively but you still got to win the leadership is there a risk of alienating the ndp base in alberta that like those things that's a great question shay and you know it's hard to tell what the views are of the current membership of the alberta ndp would also be very interesting to know what is the membership of the alberta ndp like what are those numbers because what we're going to see in the next a month or two is a mad scramble by all the candidates to sign up as many members yeah. as they can. But they're also appealing, you know, as you kind of alluded to in your question, they're also appealing to the current membership. And my guess is a lot of the current members don't mind being members of the federal MB- NDP. And I would also suspect that the current membership is very Edmonton heavy. Yes. And because there are two NDP MPs in Edmonton, Heather McPherson in Edmonton Strathcona and Blair Desjardins in Edmonton Griesbach. So I suspect that the current membership of the Albert NDP is Edmonton heavy. And, you know, given the results of the last provincial election where the NDP won all 20 seats in Edmonton, I suspect that a lot of new Democrats in Edmonton probably don't mind supporting the federal NDP. No, I think you're right. Uh, but but I wonder, and I think the calculation here has to be, uh, I, I think sometimes people lose sight of this when they become really, really passionate about a political party, is you've got to win. And I think you look at Pancholi and Hoffman to a lesser extent, but certainly Pancholi saying, listen, there, there's things here that will keep us from getting elected in this province. We've got to get rid of them. Um, I wonder if the, if she can convince the membership to say, you know what, there's certain, we 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 got to expand beyond all of you who love all these things, and we've got to reach a little more into the middle and see if there's some votes available there. It is smart. As you said earlier, John, she just got to convince the membership that it is. Right. And, and she's absolutely right. And, you know, what you mentioned in your question there, Shay, what's crucially important for the Albert NDP in this race is that they maintain their moderate, centrist, center-left stance. Right. That's where Rachel Notley led them to. And it's really important that they not veer back to the left where they were, say, under Brian Mason, because if they did, they'll be in perpetual opposition. It's really important that they carve out that middle ground, and I think that's what Rocky Pancholi is appealing to. And, you know, when she made this proposal with regards to membership, and it's similar with Kathleen Ganley, you know, Pancholi is saying people should have the option 
to opt in or opt out of being a member of the federal NDP. And uh, Kathleen Ganley is sort of saying, well, it's going to be up to the membership to decide, because I suspect it would take a change in their constitution, which would probably require a resolution passed at an NDP convention. So that's all a little complex and kind of inside baseball. But, you know, as far as the rhetoric goes, in order to sell memberships, particularly for Rocky Pancholi, who, you know, as you say, has only been around for five years, didn't serve in the Notley government, and for her to win the leadership, she really needs to sign up a lot of new members. This is probably an appealing message for her. Um, Okay, last one, and of course, this is probably the elephant in the room here. There's more and more indications, and I don't know if there's you know, there's smoke. Does that mean there's a fire? We'll have to wait and see. But Nahed Nenshi turns this entire thing on its head, um, and it, I don't know what's I don't know what he's planning to do. But we're continuing to see more and more smoke. How big of a game changer would that be, John? Well, he's got to make up his mind pretty soon, Shay. You know, yep. March 15th is the deadline for entering the race. So that's just three weeks away. And April 22nd is the membership sales cutoff. So literally, that is two months from today. So if he's going to get into this race, he's literally got to do it this week. You know, he, he can't just keep dilly-dallying on it. You know, the head and has strengths and weaknesses, does. as all of these candidates do. You know, he has government experience, having been mayor of Calgary for for 11 years. He's a smart guy. He's well-spoken. He's an excellent communicator. The thing about Nenshi is, well, a couple of things. He's not a member of the party, and as, as far as I know, it has never been. So he'd be an outsider coming in. And I'm not as convinced of his popularity as now as it was when he was first elected mayor, say in 2010 and re-elected in 2013. By the time he was re-elected in 2017, you know, a no-name conservative candidate came very close to defeating him. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that by the time he left office in 2021, he wasn't as a popular in Calgary as he was at the beginning. And you can say that about all politicians, sure. yeah. right? So this idea that somehow Nahed Nenshi is going to be the savior for the Albert NDP and is going to come in and swamp the race, I'm not convinced of that because I'm not sure that current members of the Albert NDP are just sitting there w- looking at their phones, just waiting for the moment <laughs> and then she's going to enter the race. I really don't think so. I think the the current membership of the Albert NDP are quite happy with the three strong so that have entered the race. And I think the only surprise really has been the fact that candidates like David Shepard yep. and Janice Irwin and even Shannon Phillips, who I thought would get into the race, didn't enter. But, you know, they do have three strong candidates who are in the race, and all three would be would make capable leaders. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's just a matter of, are we done or will we get more? But I guess we have to wait and see. John, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being with us today.